did you want to start or did you want me to start uh uh i could start i could say it's been a week we apologize for the random missing week but in these in these turbulent chaotic unpredictable times that we live in especially in moments such as cinematic masterpieces getting released we have to sometimes shift priorities I was going to say, in chaotic, turbulent times like this, where we randomly just decided to go see Black Adam instead of <laughs> work out and record. Uh, yeah, so that's what we did last week. Yeah, so we saw Black Adam. and uh, Black Adam. That's why we were not here last week. But yeah. we're here now, post-Black Adam. Yep. And uh, oh, we're going to talk about it. Um, do you want to start talking about it? These are these are my notes, by the way. I don't know. <laughs> I have a whole note. I don't even know where to begin because there's so much to cover. So I think I'm going to leave it to you. Uh, rate it on a scale of one to ten. In relation to what? Movies. <laughs> Quality of film. How how much did you enjoy it on a scale of one to ten? Ten being the best movie ever, one being the worst. Enjoy movie. or what did I think of the movie? Uh, open to interpretation. Enjoyment. Tell me which one you pick. Enjoyment. Yeah. Just pure enjoyment. Yeah. An eight. Okay. As a movie. Yeah. Seven. Okay. Seven. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna knock you down one of those on each. How much I enjoyed it? Seven. How, what I think of it a mo- movie? Maybe a six. <laughs> That movie is fucking stupid. What are you talking about? <laughs> it was, it was, I want to say it was like the most generic, like mid 2000s superhero mm. whoa, movie. Whoa, 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 whoa. MCU. Now, do you say that because it's 10 years of Marvel or do you say that because that's just how you interpret a superhero movie? It's, it's, it's that type of hollywood movie that was very commonly a superhero movie but sometimes it was an action movie sometimes it was an adventure movie that just felt so written by a committee like film done by a committee it was a committee movie where they're like oh numbers show that audiences respond more to blah 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 so you need to include some blah 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 in there and um we're not going to really understand who or what this character is because you need to give them a backstory that makes him the good guy. Cause he's played by DJ, uh, D the rock J. Um, but, um, I, I don't think it was generic though, is the thing. Like it, it had you just that, said it's the most generic. No, I said, I wanted to say it was the most generic thing, but I don't think it is. Okay. It felt like it though. Like the whole time I was watching it, I was like, ugh, and then this is going to happen, and then that's going to happen. So it was very predictable, but it didn't follow like the same formula that every one of those mid 2000s action or superhero movies followed. Um, actually, had a really weird structure and pacing to it that was almost kind of interesting, but almost made me feel like, okay, the movie should be over by now. Oh, nope, the final act is happening. The final acting didn't bother me. The thing that threw me off the most was how much the movie wasn't about just Black Adam. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it it was interesting. I don't know much about the character Black Adam. How much did you know about the character, the comic book character going into it? Nothing. He is the villain to Shazam. Like, he got his powers from the same guy. But he is like he is like a thousands year old prehistory, like guy I, who got I, the powers. And 
I figured from the trailers that he was going to <laughs> fuck up Shazam. <laughs> yeah. Of just, Shazam's going to show up in the end in the final chapter, in the yeah. final sequence, and Black Adam's going to just hand his ass, because we've seen Shazam, and we've seen how Shazam doesn't know how to fight. Yeah. So, <laughs> Black Adam's going to fucking toss him. Yeah. Which didn't happen. I'm honestly surprised Shazam Yet. didn't show up at all. Yet. I'm surprised he didn't show up in this movie. I'm assuming they're setting it up. If- well, in reality, he's a kid. Yeah. Kid's not going to be like, I need to go over to this other country and... I don't think he goes to that country. I think Black Adam comes to him. Yes. I was going to say, well, I don't think he has the geopolitical awareness to be <laughs> a Tony Stark type. I need to make an uh, international Needs- move uh, on foreign soil. Yeah. I think it's more of just, I'm a kid. <laughs> Shazam. And that's yeah. kind of it. I think that's... And then all of a sudden, there's a Black Adam. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's in front of him. Um. So, yeah. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm just going to go top down through my notes. Cause- well, let's go one by one here. Well, I know. Because we're going to talk oh, okay. about it. I thought you were going to bang them out and be done. No, no, no. no. Like, All right, well, I might have opinions here. So, uh, Number one, the they tried to do the Marvel-style humor, and I think it mostly fell flat. There was a lot of that, like, I don't How do you describe the Marvel humor? I think, in, like, number one, it, it like, undercuts <sighs> tension or drama. So, the Marvel humor, when you say Marvel humor, what do you think? I think well yeah that's the question I think it it undercuts like some of the tension and drama that builds up during some scenes like some scenes seem like they're going really dark or like it's really tense and oh gosh we're all nervous and we're talking about this big scary plan where someone's probably gonna die and then haha funny joke like uh, example uh, but they don't really do that in Marvel yes they do that's what they're known for uh, first like, first thing that comes to mind in Endgame when they're planning the time heist which you've only seen Endgame once but like I can't fucking believe still um. <laughs> They're planning the time heist. They're talking about where all the stones are and like what what's the deal with this planet or who has it, what's going to happen. They talk about Vormir. It's this endless pit of horrible nothingness where souls go to die. It's at the center of death and creation in the universe. And then there's a pause and Ant-Man goes, not it. And like that's that's Marvel humor where that's like a big dramatic like this is a scary place and we need someone to make a great sacrifice to go here. And then Paul Rudd's like, that's spooky. Yeah, but you're talking about Endgame, which is a movie 10 years evolved. When I think of humor in the Marvel uh, uh, franchise, I think a lot of Tony Stark. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, Tony Stark specifically with... um, Captain America with Steve Rogers, right? I think of their back and forth of their banter. You know, I don't think humor is forced in Marvel. I think it's a part of who the characters are. So when you get a a snarky, funny quip, that's Tony Stark as a character. Mm. He's a quippy smartass. That's what you get. When you get the paradox of having a super serious uh, uh, traditionalist in Steve Rogers going up against somebody who's like tony stark you get these these quips right you get those bites back and forth yeah when you get ant-man in that situation ant-man's a low-level thief yeah in reality Mm -hmm. he's not qualified for anything really but there he is in a room full of heroes and gods and people 20 times smarter than him talking about stuff and he's just like nope 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 i'm not the step up to do this kind of guy right and then you have this just the dry humor of uh, of uh hawkeye yeah who's dry as a character yeah he he doesn't give like punchlines. he just gives dry quips all the time yeah 
right? Like, yeah. <laughs> we're in a floating city, we're fighting an army of robots, and I have a bow and arrow. Nothing makes sense. Yeah, now, are right? you coming or not? Yeah. yeah. that yeah, You do make a good point. All the humor that I could think of, because I just thought of, like, five or six examples of, like, humor undercutting a tense, a tense scene. Uh, like, number one, like, uh, Loki saying, I'm a god, you're, like, you should bow beneath me. And then Hulk grabs him by the ankles and whips him over his head and says, puny god. Like, that is the climactic okay we've gotten to the villain and he's making his big speech and hulk like interrupts him to beat the shit out of him and then another one is this really cool scene it's the scene in avengers it's the long camera shot that they do in all the avengers movies where it shows what each avenger is doing and the camera pans all through new york and it ends with hulk and thor on the leviathan and it lands and then like okay cool we did it and then hulk just punches thor off screen for like little to no reason but that's the hulk's character yeah hulk and smashes hulk bashes thor hulk doesn't make sense he just thor wants chaos and sakaar and when uh he's gonna fight the champion and the champion comes out and it's hulk and he goes i know him that's a friend from work yeah like it's constantly like these little these little like quips and things like that but that's constantly also, like keep it light that's and also undercut. thor's character thor has always been his whole arc is being the boyish dude it's never been the super serious guy. And that's why when you have the dark, deep moments of him being open and honest about yeah. himself, that's why those are big moments. I I think... Th- I think it's more... What I'm saying is that it's more organic in Marvel yeah, to okay, who yes. the characters are as people. It's not the, these forced, like, squeak. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like those, oh, let's make the situation funny by somebody doing something. Yes. It's always just, well, how would this person respond? Yeah, exactly. And that's what it is. But I think they, they do, <coughs> they they toe a line there that I think, I think it's one of the things that Marvel is huge for and what they're famous for and why it works. And maybe not a lot of people know this, but like, that's why those things work is because they do that really well. They know when to do it. They know how to do it. They know that it's like, it has to be in character, like each each funny undercutting moment has a slight like it has it's true to that character and when other companies try to do it they're just like oh we need to pepper in some jokes well here's, and like it doesn't here's really the make flip sense. side of what happens when you force it yeah you get thor love and thunder yeah which was too much of it like you were saying and it's because they were just like just be loose and funny all the time and yeah. just have the quips all the time and just have the screaming goats and all these things all the time when it's like Yes, and it's 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 funny, but it's not as organic as yeah. when you have it be natural from yep. the characters. I agree. And I think DC has tried to do that, and I think they kind of missed the mark of how it works. <gasps> oh, tried. my God. What was that scene? In Black Adam? No, what was the line in Justice League when... <laughs> Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert for Black Adam and spoiler alert for all the other movies in DC. Spoiler alert for every comic book movie. Let's go. (laughs) Um, That scene in Justice League when they kill the villain at the end. Yeah. And this is the first cut, not the second cut, when it's a cool finish. Which I've never seen. Okay. The second (laughs) one. Justice League, the the second one that came out. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. That's the only one I've seen. Snyder Cut wasn't that bad. Yeah. The first one dog shit and the way the way it ends is some stupid thing where they kill the bad guy it's superman and i forget the other guy's name the the flash cyborg cyborg it's cyborg and superman and they're both just like on the ground uh like quote unquote knocked out and then superman just like oh and cyborg's like we did it though didn't we like it's just like (laughs) worst (laughs) fucking lines just 
And Superman laughs. Superman's like, Haha, yeah, we did. And like, and that's that was the fucking dialogue. And it was just Yikes. like, oh my god. Yeah, no, they didn't. What was this cut? <laughs> they missed the memo. Who thought well, that this was, was a good idea? That was uh DC going, ah, Zack Snyder's making this sad <laughs> mope fest. Uh and he left. I, I don't think like DC fired him or anything. I think he. Like, I think he left. Is he had like a family tragedy or something? Yeah, like didn't that. his daughter die or something? I think so. He had something horrible happen. Yeah, and, he was and like, then they brought in Joss Whedon. They're like, haha, man who make funny Avengers movies, and then just here, just just give us comedy. Like finish the movie, but only using comedy. Um. So yeah, I think I think it fell flat uh, in Black Adam. Although I will say, you probably heard me laugh out loud <laughs> at the part where. Uh, one, the guy, the funny, the comic humor, the Mo. comic relief brother guy. His name is Mo. Yeah, yeah, gets shot and he's like, is this how I died? Dr. Fate, who could see into the future, says, no, you'll die because of electricity. He's an electrician. <laughs> oh, man, that's scary. I have to live the rest of my life in fear. And then and I th- I thought that was kind of funny. He's like, hi, you're like... I guess that wasn't funny, but like that was the joke. That but, was funny. He was like, "I'm an electrician." No, but then, yeah, he's like, "I'm an electrician." That I'm, you're telling me I'm gonna die with electricity. So it's like, yeah, that's 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 ironic and and whatever. And then the next time we see him, and this was very unexpected, which I think is what made it so funny. There's like a zombie uprising happening. He comes out, just starts owning bones, and then he just says, "I will die by electricity." Like, <laughs> I thought it was so funny that like I wasn't expecting to really see him again until like the wrap-up portion of the movie after the bad guys are defeated but he comes out with this newfound sense of like bravery because he knows he's not gonna die to zombies i thought i thought that was really okay i die by electricity electricity. (laughs) (laughs) and he's like so pumped up i like genuinely like burst out laughing at that i thought that was very funny i thought that was good too it was like ham-fisted into like a middle of an action scene like black adams over here doing stuff with the justice league or whatever he that was funny because his character works for that humor. Exactly. His, that's he his was character. the comic relief character. That's his yeah. character. Yeah. His character would say that. Which I think is one of the things that made it feel so like a, the old style of action movies, superhero movies. They had a straight up comic relief character. He added nothing to the movie besides he was the one who did all the jokes. Yeah. Um, so like that feels very dated. Marvel movies don't really do that. They don't have a comic relief character. They have Iron Man and Hawkeye and Hulk and Thor and Spider-Man. They are the comic relief characters. Yeah. So um yeah, I think I think that was that was, that was one of the things. Um there like <laughs> one of the dumbest. I wonder if this is a bullet point. No, it didn't. I should have wrote down fucking skateboarding. <laughs> that kid did you notice how many times he just skateboarded for like 10 feet just to show that he has a skateboard like somebody definitely picked three character traits out of a hat and is like loves superheroes is smart has skateboard we must incorporate the skateboard into the movie he is running down a spiral staircase out of an apartment building stairs flat area stairs flat area he skateboards on every flat area for like literally 10 feet it is taking you longer to put down the skateboard get on it move 10 feet pick it up rather than just keep running like there are people trying to kill you right now this is going to sound extremely child free yeah but the kid was the worst part of the fucking movie fuck that kid <laughs> The kid, the kid was pretty dumb, and the kid was very just like, I know everything about superheroes, and I know I know what you have to do. I'm the spirit of the movie. I that's that's the. Th- 
I'm going to teach the older than time superhero what it means to be a human and give him the the, the, thing is, the is that human spirit that he needs to solve, to save the day. There was something about that kid that was, I think the main annoying thing was that they placed this level of maturity on the kid that he clearly doesn't have. Yeah. They're like, you understand the geopolitical stance of what's happening with the militarization <laughs> of your of your city, right? And your he country? does. He was introduced yeah. in a scene that makes it so he does. He's like, yeah, no, I like, and it's. I'm sure on a on a level, sure he gets that, but then to be saying like, but we need a hero. We've always had a hero. It's like, kid, you're like twelve. Yeah. You've. What do you mean? We've always had a hero. Yeah. I just. It seemed like a lot of his dialogue could have been done by uh i forget her name but she was like one of the other main characters yeah uh but she could have been and she did say a lot of it yeah but then it just got reinforced again by the kid when the kid could have been just enamored and blown away by the fact there's this guy who floats and shoots lightning yeah out of his hands and he wasn't even really that phased by it yeah and that like that kid felt plucked out of a disney channel original movie like (laughs) I think he would have made more sense in like Halloween Town or like Luck yeah. of the Irish or something like that. But he's just this kid who his personalities are skateboard and smart and has a lot of heart. The, and but like didn't really add anything. The, but then oh, he secretly has the crown and it's the, in his backpack. That sneaky little devil. That wor- the worst part of the movie was like to your point, this this heart and soul, the spirit of just. But there's more that you are supposed to do. And he goes, I understand. I'm gonna skateboard <laughs> to this open market. <laughs> and now at this open market, I'm gonna throw up the rock. Oh and I'm my go, fucking god! Throw up the rock and go. Hey, everybody, we can all be together. Look, like, like whatever the fuck he says in the and worst he throws audio. Up the Rockefeller. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what you meant the by the rock. Oh, see, yeah. And then he says like the worst the, with the worst audio editing I've heard. Ever. Oh yeah. Of just it, it, him on screen visually is yelling. Uh, what you hear is him in a microphone saying, "Hey guys, we in can a to- studio. We can totally come together right now. Our power as a people. Like that's that's exactly how it fucking sounded. Yeah. And I was just that was the cringiest, the most. It was extremely forced. Cringy. Fucking. So for those who that haven't was, seen it, that that's the that, that's the scene from Spider Man, which is like. What was it? It was just, that's what you get for being in New York. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to go through me first. We're New Yorkers. It was that. It was that. Or like uh, the amazing Spider-Man when they all move the cranes. So they're, let's help Spider-Man by flipping out the crane so he has something to swing from. Uh, In the middle of a fucking city. This cringy. I'm sorry. You were saying before I interrupt. Um, For those who haven't seen it and won't see it and shouldn't see it. Um, this, they were just a bunch of civilians who had no impact on the story at all and weren't needed for anything. They were in a marketplace. They were in a marketplace and the world was kind of ending because, uh, demons or zombies or something. Zombies And they were all running and hiding for their lives, which is what they should have been doing. (laughs) And then this boy throws up the rock, (laughs) the the Jay-Z hand symbol, uh, and every... Everyone unanimously at the same time says, 
fuck yeah, let's fight zombies together. And they throw the rock with the back power up to of him. friendship, and they throw the <laughs> with the rock back up to him. And then we get a glimpse of like all of these random civilians who work in markets and in construction are suddenly like parkour experts, and they're running across rooftops no, to go kill no, the zombies. They came around the corner in slow motion. Yeah, <laughs> and like they were literally nothing five minutes before with the child leading them on a skateboard. On a skateboard, <laughs> very slowly at walking speed, but just to show that he was on a skateboard <laughs> the skateboard added nothing to the movie but he did have it <laughs> his, i'm pretty sure his name was skateboard lover boy <laughs> or something um all right oh next God. next bullet point yes. uh wait we didn't even <laughs> that wasn't even a bullet point um cyclone there's a, a a character in there called cyclone who has wind manipulation she didn't need to be in the movie <laughs> she did nothing of value and her powers looked weird and she added nothing <laughs> Um, I thought I thought her powers looked weird. How did you feel about that? They didn't look like she was controlling the wind. They looked like they just hired some CGI designer right out of college. And like she wears green and she makes tornadoes. He's like, you got it, green tornadoes, <laughs> and we're gonna show her spinning her arms and then flipping through the air, and then it gets all windy, and then everybody well, what can't do you mean by, see. What do you mean by she didn't contribute anything? She didn't really help out in any of the fights. Yeah, she did. And it, like her character didn't add anything to the story. She was just they needed like one more hero to round it out. Cause you can't just have Hawkman and Doctor Fate and Adam. The Adam Smasher. Adam Smasher. Adam Smasher. So we needed Cyclone. We need a wind person. And someone else to make it look cooler. I don't know, she was like an assist hero, but didn't do shit. Everybody, everything that she helped with, someone could have done on their own. Well, I think Adam Smasher was an assist hero, too. He was the comic relief. He he was well. also the comic uh -uh. relief, which... I'm big and dumb. I'm a dumb jock. Yeah. <laughs> I've clearly had no training and shouldn't have been chosen for this mission. And, yeah, it was... Oh, my God. And just the whole, like fucking lazy oh let's get the chick from suicide squad to like pick a bunch of people and then have like the shortest possible montage where we say who they are and what their powers are and then fucking bring them in and then go just go we it doesn't matter how you get the heroes who they are let's just get some people on the paper pick some heroes out of the hat that we haven't used yet fucking that's them go have them do the shit which like I feel like they could have expanded on any and all of them <laughs> to like make them more interesting they gave him, here's your power, here's your personality trait, and here's one piece of your history to make you interesting. <laughs> and that's I, it. That's it. it was very, like, formulaic. I think the problem is, and this might be to her character, from the trailers, the, f the first two main trailers that came out for this movie, they portrayed this to be a darker movie than what it was. Also, yes. I was going to get to that. The movie was a lot lighter and more like... <laughs> I'm pretty sure the people I next to you... I wish I knew how to spell that so that could be the title of this episode. I think the people next to you laughed exactly like that yeah. multiple times. <laughs> it sounds like you're in the middle of eating spoonfuls of peanut butter and you're trying to laugh. <laughs> That's what it's... Yuck, yuck, yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah, but like that's that's what it that's what those laughs were. And uh, I I think I think it was good that she was in it because she kind of grounded 
the stereotype of the dumb jock of Adam Smasher. Mm. And I think that was nice. Yeah. But um, beyond that, I think there was probably more involved with that character that we just didn't get to see because this movie was way too fast paced and cluttered and, and compressed. I think I had too many things it was trying to do. Like there were multiple, there were multiple like main movie plots happening in it. <laughs> like I could, I'm all down for a movie that has multiple plots in it. Like infinity War, which I think is one of the best MCU movies has like at least three solid plots going throughout it. But none of them are like, Oh, this is what the movie's about. But this black Adam had like two very distinct, like this is what the movie's about. Oh, but also this is what the movie's about. <laughs> and it's doing both at the same time. And it was very jarring. And that's why like the third act felt, like an epilogue, <laughs> like a very action-packed main story epilogue. Because the movie kind of ended, you know, like where I'm talking about? Yeah. The movie like wrapped up and then kept going for another 45 minutes. I thought it was going to be all set, but then you had uh, Dr. Fate. Yeah. Who kind of kept it going. Yeah. Uh, with the vision. Yeah. Right? So. Exactly. <sighs> So, Anyways, moving on from her. Yeah. Uh, the, the next note that I put is, quote, I'm not a hero, end quote. Oh, my God, we get it. <laughs> because Black Adam is a villain. Um, and obviously, this movie is going to have to make him an anti-hero Because if you make him the main character and he's played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you can't have him just be a straight villain. And then I mean, what you is, could. What is that movie no, about? You could if you were brave. If you were Zack Snyder, probably. You if could. you were brave. Yeah. If you're on a boardroom at the studio and you were brave, you would say, I want this to be a rated R, dark <laughs> as fuck movie that changes everybody's opinion of The Rock. <laughs> I don't think The Rock wants that. <laughs> I think he wanted it. I, I think, don't know. I think, I think he was on board for a bit of it. I think he would have been fine with like, I'll be violent and dark and a fucking monster. Interest. I I disagree, but maybe I don't know. We'll see if he goes back to his old rock days. <laughs> the to WWE. To be the heel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's been babyfacing far too long. He, he really has. Um, but it definitely didn't. <laughs> so like even Deadpool, like Deadpool's an anti-hero, and we kind of talked about this in the parking lot. Mm -mm. Deadpool is a bad person that just has his own personal selfish motivations. And like yes. the plot of the movie is his motivations. So like he's the main character. He's the guy we're rooting for because he's the main character and we've seen what he wants, but that doesn't make him a good character at all. He in fact he does quite bad things to accomplish his goal. Black Adam didn't do that. He's just straight up a misunderstood hero. Um but they really want but but he's Black Adam audience. Don't forget he's a villain. And how is he gonna be a villain? We're gonna have him tell the camera a bunch of times that he's a villain. Like he said, I'm not a good guy. I kill people. I'm not going to follow your rules. I don't listen. I'm not good. You shouldn't trust me. I'm not good. I'm not good. And it's like, holy fuck, you haven't done anything bad. <laughs> like you have well, just killed mercenaries. True. I mean, here and here's the th here's the problem. I know. I know if Timmy hears this, he'll he'll his eyes will fall out of his head. <laughs> I had a huge debate with Timmy. Yeah about how Wonder Woman killed people. And he said, well, she didn't. And I said, what do you mean? He said, you technically never see the character kill somebody on screen. Mm. And I said, I saw her <laughs> flying knee a guy through a second story concrete wall yeah. from the ground up. Yeah. He's dead. 
<laughs> and he was like, How, why do you say he's dead? And I was like, because he got flying need from ground <laughs> yeah. floor in through a second story wall yeah. of concrete. And so, yes, he's dead. And he was like, technically, you don't see him die. You see him disappear. Yeah. So you, and he said, and that's a editorial trick that they do on purpose. So you cannot say that this person kills. Mm. And I said, right. But like with my <laughs> relational understanding of concrete and velocity, that guy's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, right. But you're thinking in the world that you live in. And yeah. I said, right. Which Wonder Woman is based off of. <laughs> so based off of the similarities of our relational contextual understandings of velocity, yeah. uh, of walls and concrete and physics... The man is dead. Yeah. He said, but you don't actually see it. Yeah. With that in mind, I still think Timmy's very wrong. I think I think Wonder Woman killed many, many people. I think that what, what to keep this in mind, I'm saying this all in, in detail is important, is important because Black Adam does touch on this, I think, on purpose in a way, especially with how Black Adam kills people, because he 100% kills people. Oh, he explodes people. He he burns them to their skeleton. Yeah. He fucking kills people. Is, didn't he? Oh, no, never mind. The end, but go ahead. Yes. Eviscerates people. Yes. yes he also eviscerates people. <laughs> he ripped a dude in half he's, vertically. <laughs> he's fucking... Yes, he kills people. He's yeah. a fucking murderer. Yeah. The thing is, is that in theory, if you think about it, you don't see too often heroes in hero movies i'm even talking about marvel yeah outright be killing people yeah you see captain america throw a shield at them and kick them you see hulk throw them off screen iron man you shoots see, people black you, widow shoots people with guns yeah yes true but don't forget black widow's character is all about how she is this the darkest history darkest yeah. past right tony stark blasts people and they blast then they get thrown off screen from the from the blast of his cannons yeah right so like you see some deaths, but not really a lot. But and they're not like violent deaths. They're not, you know, burning people alive until they're a skeleton yeah. kind of deaths. <laughs> so I will say that I don't think they needed Black Adam to say that as often as he did. Yeah. But I think they did a good job with his actions of of just being front and center of he's killing people. Yeah. He is not the... I'm throwing this guy off screen, so technically you don't see what happens. I'm kicking this guy through a wall, and he doesn't get up, so you don't know what his condition is. Yeah. It's no, he's picking people up and breaking their necks. He's burning people alive until they're a skeleton. He's ripping people in half. He's fucking. (laughs) He's. I think, I think there's a difference between killing bad guys brutally and being a villain. Like that, those things don't necessarily make him evil. But in the context of superheroes in this universe, the whole. This is why the little fuckface. (laughs) <laughs> the skateboarder kid skateboard lover boy yeah kept saying just no but we need a hero you're a hero we need a hero because we always had a hero and you're a hero <laughs> like they had that whole fucking annoying speech by the kid ad nauseum yeah to keep reinforcing this to the audience of just but there's a hero of kandahar or whatever the, wherever the fuck this place is and just yeah. all like the the hero always freed the people and fought the bad guys and the hero is the person who and that's why you then have uh like uh uh uh, hawkman hawkman and dr fate always come in and just say heroes don't kill people because we don't kill people because we're the good guys because we're america yeah i think hawkeye literally says something like but we're america or some (laughs) shit like that i don't think he does but (laughs) but yeah that's the thing like 
he, the movie is telling us that he's not a hero because he doesn't follow these random American superhero dudes' rules. Yeah. He doesn't follow Superman's rules and Batman's rules and Hawkman's rules. But that's and, the world we're watching this through. That's the lens of the universe this is in. Going back to Timmy's point. I was going to say, you, look you just it. took Timmy's side. Yeah, I did. I did. Because <laughs> that's what this movie is. This movie is reliant on that. Yeah. But that, I didn't. I didn't buy it. Well, that's because you're seeing it from my side, which is well. I'm watching this contextually. I'm watching yeah. this from what I know about the world. It, it's it, they're they're bad people who are looking to take over the world, and he has the ability to kill them very very easily, and he does. So like he puts a grenade in a dude's mouth. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. Like hold my beer, Heath Ledger's Joker True. puts like a sleeping gas in a guy's mouth, and now I'm gonna put a put a fucking grenade in his mouth. Um, I remember seeing that. I, oh, yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah. Um, that was a very cool sequence, by the way. Like the super slow-mo sequence where he where kills he like a whole army in like eight seconds. Um, it was pretty cool. But, um, yeah, the whole like him not being a hero because he's telling us not a hero. That's lazy writing. That's show don't tell. Like show us that he's not a hero. Have him do things that are villainous uh, and then have him redeem himself. He's just saying, I'm not a hero. And then at the end, he goes, I'm a hero. <laughs> like, that, that's not character growth. <laughs> I don't I know. Think, I was kind of like... I think that's a situation they had to keep in. I'm not saying I liked it. I'm just saying with how they introduced uh, Dr. Fate and Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Hawkman. Yeah. Uh, y- you can't really get around that conversation. Yeah. Without... It was overdone. It was overdone, but... Some of it could have, some of it had to be in there. Of yeah. just, hey, 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 if you truly are somebody who means no harm, stop killing people. And he goes, like, I kill people. And then just show him doing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there were some scenes where, it, I will say this, there were some scenes that were actually, I, I thought were well done with him not um, overdoing it. Mm. Right. Of like, well, I kill people. Snap. It yeah. was, it was some funny things of just, I thought, I thought you said you wouldn't kill people. I was like, I didn't. And then bam, now I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like stuff like that was, was, I like that. Yeah. They did a good job with that. But there, they, there are some humorous parts. They could have, like, ki- but to your point, if they just kept those scenes yeah. and didn't have the, but I'm a bad guy. I'm no hero. I'm no hero. I'm no hero. Those yeah. have been even better. Yeah. Cause you wouldn't, wouldn't have, have needed the dialogue. Out. Yeah, 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 exactly. If it's just him arguing with Hawkman and Hawkman's like, please stop killing people. And he just keeps killing people. It's like, okay, he's not listening. He's not a team player. I guess you could call that a villain and stuff like that or like i am not i'm not saying that i wanted him to go and kill innocent people but like he literally only killed like very bad guys like murderers and stuff like that granted there were like those kind of military militia whatever guys like the checkpoint guys who like wouldn't let people through the the big like corporate military guys and he like threw one of them a couple couple hundred feet away so like i guess he definitely killed that guy and (laughs) he wasn't necessarily a villain he just worked for the bad guys um yeah there was some of that stuff uh i just wrote down i don't know how to elaborate on this but i put dr fate iron man hud where like there were a lot of shots of dr fate that was just Tony Stark in the suit like you know those shots where it like shows his HUD display and oh. it, like shows Tony Stark's face because they don't want to just show an iron helmet a bunch of times so they show him like looking around and the stuff like follows his they eyes. They didn't do that a lot though. They did it a few times. It's like okay that's just you're doing Iron Man but I guess like that way of filming Iron Man's face was very like 
new and like became kind of like iconic so i get it makes sense that other people did it but that stuck out to me like a sore thumb of like it. okay dr fate's just iron man he has a helmet and they want to show that they got pierce brosnan so here you go here's his face moving around uh i put uh in all caps modern music fight scene <laughs> Because he's in the middle of the desert, he is absolutely wrecking an army, and then all of a sudden, Rolling Stones paint it black starts playing, and it's like, get it, because it's Black Adam, paint it black, Uh, and it's playing for no reason, it's not playing on a speaker, he has no connection to that song, that song doesn't even really mean anything that's remotely similar to his character or the plot of the movie, but it has the word black in the title, and it's famous, and it seems like a cool song to play a fight to, and I was like, this movie was written by a boardroom <laughs> they're like we should get a big pop song in there and then there was another one later i forget what it was but it was like a fairly recent like it was like beastie boys or something later in the movie where it's like there's no reason for that they're doing the guardians of the galaxy thing where they're like gonna have this cool epic fight action scene but have it set to like some some cool music but Guardians of the Galaxy, there was always a reason for that music playing because it was playing on a speaker of a ship yeah. because Star-Lord had a tape from his mom and stuff like that. So, like, they're just... People like the action scenes to music, so let's make an action scene to music. Oh, but that actually makes no sense in the context of the movie. Yeah, but the audience react to it, so we got to do it. It felt very much it like that. It would have been... You do that to lighten it up. Yeah. You take away music to make it darker. If they had that entire slow motion scene and all you heard was just the sound of the bullets and the sound of guys dying and explosions. <laughs> that would have been a much darker fucking scene. Yeah. Right? It would have had uh, that comic lightness of him moving so fast that he's moving, everything's moving in slow motion around him as he's walking, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Just adjusting missile paths and yeah. putting grenades in guys' mouths to explode and shit. Yeah. I do think, um, speaking of like the him walking slowly and stuff like that, I thought they did a very good job at showing his powers. Um like that he has like super speed essentially, or he just like thinks and <laughs> fast motion. He definitely had some uh, super saiyan shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like yeah. coming down and and smashing people to the ground. He's lightning hands. Uh, he's super strong. He can fly. Super speed. They showed his sh- super speed the same way they showed like Quicksilver in the X Men movies, where it's him moving in like normal speed and everything else around him moving super slow speed and we see him set up a bunch of things and then we see it play out really quickly and i always thought that was really interesting in the x-men thing but they just took it (laughs) they're like we're gonna do that exactly um because in two at least two x-men movies we see him do something really cool where he sets up like this whole rube goldberg shit and then we see it like very slowly for like two or three minutes set to a uh, 60s or 70s rock song yeah. uh, because he's fucking listening to it in headphones because yeah. he likes rock music. And then uh, we see it all play out in like in real time, which is like one second or something like that. So that's that was it was interesting, but not original. And then I, re- I did really like like the superhero fight scenes, like his punches seemed to hit really hard. He seemed like incomprehensibly strong. And like the way he flew was like he he didn't like he didn't like Superman fly. He just like stood and like just vertically moved around it. Yeah, he hovered, but like super fucking fast. Like he would fly like two miles in a couple seconds and he was just standing upright. <laughs> and I thought that was that was a really cool choice. 
Um, it's very ominous. Yeah, that's that's all caps modern music fight scene. We're like halfway through my notes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> um, I love it though. That's what we're here for. I put this one in the SpongeBob capital lowercase font. <laughs> What's your name? Yeah. And then cut away to black because the whole movie he's called Teth Adam. Oh, Teth Adam, you can't do that. Teth Adam, you can't do that. But we're at this movie called Black Adam. Why is he called Black Adam? Ooh. And then at the end of the movie, he goes, <laughs> "I need a new name." And they're like, "What's your name gonna be?" Ba 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 ba. Like this. It's this huge reveal like oh shit he came up with a new name you guys and it's like obviously he came up with the name of his character in the movie and out of nowhere like for no reason and i have uh it was so dumb like it meant nothing like he just randomly decided to change his name to the his comic book name instead of his origin name for no reason like that could have been like he comes out my name's teth adam and they could have been like well that's weird it's 2022 and you're wearing all black so do you mind if we call you black adam and move on with the fucking movie and not save that to be this huge reveal at the end (laughs) like oh gee i'm so surprised i can't wait for the sequel where he goes by the name black adam for the whole movie (laughs) instead of teth adam You, so that was dumb. You didn't like that. I rolled my <laughs> eyes so hard. I think I looked at you, but you were looking at the movie. I was uh, I was entranced. Yeah, you're entranced by the cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> do you want me to keep going? Or do you have I, any? Yeah, I, I, I do. It's just it's just when that happened. What's your What's your name now? I was like, looks at the camera. Wink, and then <laughs> cuts to black, and the big words "You black Adam" shows up on the screen. <laughs> so stupid. I hated it. It reminded me of the of the uh, Family Guy skit. The Family Guy skit about uh, when they say the name, yeah, of the movie. Oh, in the movie, and they yeah. have. I think about that all the a fucking short time. Ten second clip of all these different things. Yeah, of, of, of uh, but they didn't say it in this one. Yeah, <laughs> true. So but that's all I stupid. thought about when I saw that. Uh, the next note I have is trailer spoiled the father twist. The trailer is I lived five thousand years ago, and there was a really bad guy, and my son died, and this is what I looked like before I had the powers. I was like the rock, but skinny, and I'm holding my dead son, and I'm so sad about it. And then I got these powers, and I'm not a hero. Black Adam coming this fall, fucking whatever. Go see it. And then in the movie, it's the story of a kid who gets powers with his father who we never fully see face on, but sounds like The Rock, and the back of his head looks like The Rock's back of his head. Yeah. And then the kid gets powers, and then you're thinking, okay, this kid got powers, and he turned into Black Adam, and then, or Teth Adam. Oh, we don't know his name yet. Yeah, how dare you. And then 5,000 years later, he comes back, and then, surprise twist, everybody, he was his dad. The kid got powers, and then he sacrificed his powers to give it to his dad, and that's who Black Adam is, and that's why he's not a good guy. It's like, uh, we knew that. You said that in the trailer. And it was like the reveal of the movie. And it was the fucking plot of the trailer. So, like, I was I, confused up until uh, it happened. I was like, I thought he was his dad. And I they're want, like, surprise, everybody, it's his dad. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking stupid. Let so the trailer record about how trailers can ruin movies. That was pretty egregious. It literally made me confused for 60% of the movie because I was like, now imagine if you never saw a trailer for it and you went into that. That would have been an actual twist like they wanted. Yeah, I don't know. But instead, they were saying nobody knows Black Adam in the mainstream public, so you have to give a little backstory. 
I think enough people did know Black Adam, actually, because I'm not super into comics. And you knew about Black Adam? I knew about Black Adam from the Injustice games. The Injustice, the fighting games made by yeah. the guys who made Mortal Kombat, which are, are super awesome, by the way. They're, really, they're really fun. Well done. Yeah. Uh, they're really well done. They have an incredible story that uh, the end of Zack Snyder's Justice League was kind of hinting it would do something similar, which I would have fucking loved. But... Um, yeah, he was he was in that, and he was actually a pretty big character. I was like, oh, okay, cool. But it's it's like an ancient Shazam who's just used his powers. I'm like, cool, I'm fucking evil now. This is sweet. And then Shazam, sweet little Billy Baston or whatever, the little boy wants to like fight him, and they have similar powers. So I get it, whatever. But like this, <laughs> he's just misunderstood. His son died. He's really <laughs> sad about it. So he's gonna kill the bad guys now. It's so fucking stupid. Anyway, wait, next wait, one. wait, what? What? <laughs> you didn't, you didn't, uh, you didn't understand the anger part that he had. I sure did. Yeah. It, okay. Number one, you grew up like six thousand years ago, and your son died because the king killed him or whatever. You gotta expect that. You know, you grow up in ancient Mesopotamia or whatever. You, people are gonna die like all over the place for no reason. Like, you could just piss off a guy, and he just slices you open. It's going to happen. It's 6,000 years ago. What are you going to expect? You should have known that. We didn't, okay. We didn't have laws yet. Okay. You do whatever you want. Okay. Uh, the next one, I wrote Fates. Dr. Fates' sacrifice was stupid and useless. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you know, he had this, this vision the whole time. Yes. He was like, oh, Huckman, you're going to die. And then the big, the big demon guy comes out, and... Uh, he like sacrifices himself. He goes, wait, you don't have to die. Watch what I'll do. And he's like, I'm just going to fight him alone for a while and sacrifice myself to die, which accomplishes nothing. No. You know what it is? What? It saved, it saved his friend. How? He was Dr. Stranging fate. What? He had to do that in order for that sequence to happen. In order for... Hawkman to get his helmet to replicate. It was like a butterfly effect thing. Yeah, he like I to have to it. follow these sequence. Of he events. had to go die. So he did. He have to. I don't fucking know. But the way the story <laughs> went was because he could have just been like, okay, here, Hawkman, take my helmet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Until you were saying this, I didn't realize that. Yes, the twist of like he has a vision of Hawkman dying, which also does make sense. But I'll, I'll explain it a little bit. He has a vision of Hawkman dying. And he's like, you're going to die. And then he figured it out. He's like, wait, I know a way around this. And they fucking just basically just go seppuku's himself with a devil. And he's like, hey, come kill me. <laughs> and he does. And he's like, okay, that solved nothing. And then Hawkman dies. And then you realize that Hawkman is holding Dr. Fate's helmet. And he liked Dr. Strange. And he made a bunch of holograms of himself. And he just killed the hologram. Woohoo! And then, and then they but get that, in a big fight. Yes, where, but, like, but that vision of Hawkman dying in order for them to win against that the uh, demon thing the demon king yeah like he had those sequences had to have happened in Got order it. for that victory yeah is my point I I didn't understand that the reason the vision could happen the way it did is because Hawkman had the helmet and for him to have a vision of a Hawkman dying, but not it being the real Hawkman, but a vision of Hawkman. Hawkman had to have the helmet. So I guess in his mind, he had to die so Hawkman would get the helmet. I mean, because maybe he can't just give him the helmet. I was going to say, I mean, again, he could have just been like, 
Take my helmet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do the thing, the thing I do. <laughs> do the thing the I Doctor taught Strange. you. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is that he said in the movie, like, all of a sudden I feel so at peace because I can't see the future past this point or whatever, which is stolen from Doctor Strange when the sorcerer or whatever, the Tilda Swinton bald lady is like, oh, every time I look into the future, I can't see past this point. This is where I die. Doctor Fate did the same thing. I can't see past this point. His vision of Hawkman dying was past that point. Like the whole vision of him dying. But after his friend's death, he couldn't see past that point. Okay, sure. That's fucking convenient for the movie. Anyway, moving on. Not giving this topic any more of my effort. Why? Why? Because it didn't put in any effort. We're having a great talk. It It was just dumb. Can we say at least this, that Pierce Brosnan was really good? He was awesome. He was fucking great. I didn't write anything I liked about the movie, but Pierce Brosnan (laughs) and Hawkman were fucking awesome. They were great in this movie. They were both really, really The great. chemistry was great. The chemistry was super cool. Like, they were old friends or whatever, which I thought was cool. Hawkman, who's like a pretty B-tier hero, if that, is just like the fucking man in this. And I loved Hawkman. And, <laughs> really? and like the Justice League cartoon, Hawkman is in, in and out of the Justice League or whatever, or the JLA. Um, he was like my fucking favorite because I love flying superheroes, but I don't like Superman and Black Adam flying superheroes where you just like will yourself to fly. I like wings. So I like Iron Man who has like rockets and he has to like propel himself and use physics to fly. And I like like Angel and like Batman with the cape and stuff like that. Like I like pl- f- b- characters who can like fly and glide. So like Hawkman literally has giant fucking hawk wings <laughs> and he has a mace. <laughs> so he just fucking a spinning mace. beats the shit out of people people a spinning mace the head spins yeah like super fucking fast um so yeah i always loved hawkman so when i saw hawkman was going to be in this i was like okay cool he'll probably be like a side bit character or whatever based on the trailers he was like the secondary main character it was pretty cool so i really loved how much hawkman we got and i love the the guy who played him i thought he did such a good job he was a rival to black adam yes exactly so he was like the good to black adam's self-proclaimed bad uh and then what I like how you keep thinking Black Adam's a good character, like a, a hero. He saved the day, you know, and he joined <laughs> you, up with you know with <laughs> sk- skateboard heart boy. <laughs> All I'm saying, this is a really heavy line to use in in this context. Yeah, uh, one nation's freedom fighter. <laughs> oh boy. Is another nation's terrorist. Sure. Wow. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So referring to who? Referring to Black Adam. Got it. And it's just, I feel like you're looking at it through a specific lens. And that's why you're saying, he's a hero. He's a hero. And it's just, well. I'm looking through it through the movie lens. I the mean. The movie portrayed him as a hero, except for the fact that he kept saying he wasn't a hero. I mean, if you look at it through the lens in the movie of the people on the other side, he was like... I don't think he's not a villain. You're he, right. He's he, not a villain. He's not a terrorist. Like what you're not even like close to that metaphor of freedom fighter terrorist. There is an unlawful group of like corporate military guys occupying a city, like a contractors, contractors, whatever, occupying a country that they have no right to 
who are on a quest by their employer to find this demon crown to take over the world. And Black Adam is killing all of them. He is a hero. <laughs> like, I, every government in the world would be on board with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Okay. Okay. I don't know. Okay. No, that's fine. That's but, fine. Uh, back to the positive things. Hawkman was fucking awesome. Hawkman was Dr. Fate was really cool. I knew nothing about Dr. Fate. I think he's a character in one of the Injustice games. Like, he's a downloadable character. I knew he, like, teleports and does some wacky Doctor Strange stuff. But he was just really cool. He has, like, a million-year-old golden mask from outer space that, like, possesses him and lets him see into the future and lets him do all this wacky shit and, like, talks to him and makes his voice all cool. Um... And I always like he looks villainous. Like I thought he would be a villain. And as in the in the trailer, Black Adam, that was him. That's my yes. Pierce Brosnan impression, by the way. Black Adam. Black Adam. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought he would be more villainous. He was just a wacky good guy. <laughs> like he was fucking acid tripping Doctor Strange. Um, he was a good character. It, it was very cool. Um, Adam Smasher, whatever. He's just the Ant Man. I can turn really big and I'm funny. He was literally that character. Yeah. Oh, I'm uh, the doofus. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is everybody okay? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I put bad third act fake out, which I think we kind of talked about where most of the movie was, oh, there's this demon crown thing. And then the JLA is trying to rope him in. He's like, oh, we got a new guy on the on the loose. And and the Suicide Squad lady told us to go round him up and get him and make him behave. Uh, Amanda Weller or whatever. Yeah. Um, and go make him behave. And then, oh, we did. And we he agreed that, okay, the day appears to be saved. So let's, he says the Shazam and he turns tiny into tiny rock, which looked fucking funny like with his big fucking veiny head on a tiny little stick figure body um and then he goes into the thing and he's all put away and maybe we'll take him out of retirement for the next movie okay bye everybody thanks for coming to our movie oh nope the demon guy's here and we need black we need teth adam we need teth adam to come out so let's 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 go call him into action <laughs> again and then, and then we'll get him back and oops here's our surprise third act even though we definitely had an expedited first second and third act here's our second third act that felt it felt weird. The pacing was very weird. The pacing in the movie as a whole, yeah, was super weird. Yeah, the beginning was so fast. Like that movie just fucking started and expected us to be on board. I think a part of it is they knew that we are accustomed to superhero movies. Yeah, we don't and need the just, full origin shit. Yeah, like, they just went. You get it. Let's just get into it. Let's just go. Yeah, let's just go. Which uh, turns out for me at least, eh, slow it down a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah, I wouldn't have minded. Tell me a story. I would have minded more of a character story. Yeah. For uh, Ted Adam. <laughs> Ted Adam. Man, he needs a snappier, newer, more modern name. <laughs> you need a new name. They all have names. <laughs> no, you have to say something. <laughs> okay, on the count of three. One, two, three. Oh, cut the black. <laughs> so you have to say something. That's your catchphrase. Yeah. Um, I wrote down the movie just happened to happen. Like, what do you mean? Every event in the movie was just convenient to move the plot forward. Like, I've said this a bunch of times on the show, I believe, but what what Game of Thrones is known for doing so well is that the plot happens because that is 
logically what would happen next in this scenario with these players and the way they feel about things like that and what happened and what that that causes them to react like it is the most logical way that they would react and maybe it's not the most conventional way to tell a story but when you really think about these people as people that is the way they would act and it may not be the way you want them to act because oops they're killing the main characters of the story but that is what would happen probably this was the polar opposite of that of just like <laughs> the zombies happened to appear <laughs> even though there's no fucking mention of zombies at all <laughs> and then all of a sudden zombies show up and all the townspeople who we never fucking cared about are all running away and then Rockefeller skateboard love boy uh, puts up the Rockefeller thing and all of a sudden they start fighting so we can have a scene with the townsfolk fighting the zombies so it can be a big battle in the streets we just needed a visual big battle in the streets so there could be a backdrop to this big main event that's happening and all this shit and none of it mattered at all and made any sense but they were like we want the plot to go from here to here and how are we going to get there we're just going to fucking tell you that it's there now there's going to be no bridge <laughs> there's going to be no reason for that event to happen after this event but that's the order that we wrote them down on the paper so make it work director that we're paying too much well you see this 13 year old is a master motivator <laughs> so and an excellent communicator for public speaking yeah so we're going to have this child uh, motivate the entire populace yeah. of this city. Yeah. And uh, that's how they rise as a militia yep. to fight the foreign invaders, which they haven't done the, their entire existence. Yeah. As we know, they need a hero because they don't have a hero. Yeah. But uh, this child will symbolize the power of <laughs> innocence and inspiration from the, the innocence <laughs> of being a child versus an established... Uh, superpower enhanced individual. Yeah. Yeah. So that not, was I hated that fucking kid. I <laughs> fucking really hated did. that kid. Out fucking of all the things kid. I hated about the movie, you hate the kid more than almost anything that I, I hated. I fucking in the hated movie. the kid. I fucking hated the kid. <laughs> no, but you need a catchphrase. Just. Oh my god, the fucking catchphrases. <laughs> that, like, that's been done before. You need to say something. The, um. I mean, it just happened. They probably filmed this before Love and Thunder came out, but Natalie Portman just did the same shit. She was trying to find her catchphrase all throughout Love and Thunder. So, like, that felt fucking recycled, too. Like, this, everything about this movie, like, every piece of it was just a hodgepodge of, like, superhero movies work, pull the things that you think work and shove them all into one but, thing. But what were they supposed to do with a superhero movie? With this or with a superhero movie? A superhero movie. They I was I was joking with the lady on the way home. Yeah. Imagine if they shot Black Adam with the exact same art and direction that they shot the Batman. <laughs> that would be <laughs> fucking radical. Are you kidding me? Oh. oh, why would you even put that thought imagine, in my mind? Imagine how insane the reaction would have been if Black Adam came out and it wasn't this family fun, like, ooh, look at the quippy lava. He's not a hero because he told us 16 times. And instead it was the Batman's style of cinematography and acting and lighting and character and depth of all that shit with this character. That It would have been insane. You know what I would have wanted is, given the backstory of this character, because I don't really know the backstory of Blackhound, but I know his, like, vibe. Well, um, he's not a hero. He's not. <laughs> 
Here's how I would quickly <laughs> jot down the movie in a way to convey that he is not the hero. Yeah. Without ever having to say it. We, I don't know if you start with his backstory or you like give us bits of it throughout or maybe you give us one big punch of it. But let's say we keep the same backstory. He, They were slaves or whatever. His son was very brave and knew the Rockefeller sign. Uh <laughs> And no, actually, no, he doesn't because there's no fucking reason for that. Hey, we just needed a symbol for the other fucking skateboard kit to use later for no reason. Who, why would that live at, uh, 5,000 years? The fucking Rockefeller sign would would be the thing that transcends time. And all of a sudden, all the people, it's the rallying cry. Fucking whatever. Um, but his son is taken. He's brave. He stands up. They uh, are about to kill him. He gets the powers. Now the, f- the, the bad guys are coming to punish him. The, since they know they can't punish him, they're going to go kill his family or whatever. They kill his wife, and then they're about to kill him, and he's mortally wounded. And his son transfers the powers to him, which is not canonically possible in the Shazam Black Adam thing, I don't think. But it felt just very convenient of like, oh, I could transfer my powers to you. Let's say Shazam at the same time. Uh <laughs> And then, oops, lightning goes to you now, and now you get it. Uh, Let's do all that. And then he's just like, I've fucking had it. Like, no more kings. I'm running this place now. You're all fucking assholes and blah, blah, blah. No more digging for this nasty crown stuff. And then the wizards are like, no, you're bad. So we're going to lock you in the ground. Whatever. Cut 5,000 years later. They are looking for the crown shit again. And... um he they resurrect him he fights the guys who get the crown shit this is like second act by the end of the second act he gets the crown and then he's like i'm powerful now and i'm gonna run this new city fucking kill all the militia people kill all the people who are like scared of me he's like no you're gonna bend to my will i'm running the city now this was my town before the wizards can't stop me this time i'm running it this time he gets real bad but then like the demons get out of hand and uh uh-oh he's he's gone too far and he can't control the demons and he can't stop now shazam shows up shazam is the boy who's like the rockefeller but like with his actions he's like listen dude you can't do this i understand you're upset about your son or whatever like that but like look at what you're doing to these people he very slightly learns the air of his ways he destroys the crown but then he has to fight the demon thing then he can fucking rip the demon guy in half with his horns which are fucking metal as hell so he like quote-unquote learns his lesson but he's still like this unlawful ruler of the thing and maybe he beats shazam and he's like all right stop the demons but get the fuck out of my city and then like he shazam like leaves or something like that i don't know he beats shazam so like he beats the demons but he also beats the good guy that we've been rooting for but and then it kind of ends with him being in charge of this city because that's what I remember of him in like Injustice it's like he is the ruler of this country he's like the Black Panther is the ruler of Wakanda he is the ruler of this place but he is a villain he is not a good guy and it ends like that it's like okay he's learned he can't straight up do like summon demons but he still hasn't learned like to be a good person yet so he's still a villain and now we've had a movie about a villain who's the main character who still had an arc but is still a villain so next time when he shows up he could be a villain to shazam and maybe in that movie maybe they can get a little bit closer and they could kind of team up he was just a hero in this movie he just killed mercenaries and killed the demon man and learned how to work with hawkman and dr fate you haven't seen invincible yet no i haven't but I am watching The Boys, which That's if you want to do, no, it's not. But it's like superheroes who are douchebags. Invincible is better. 
Yeah, I've heard Invincible's incredible. Um, Boys is good. So there's far. a scene in Invincible, which would have been perfect with Shazam and Black Adam. Interesting. The exact. I won't. I won't say what it is. I, is I, it I, look what they have to do to mimic a fraction of our power. No. Okay. No. It's it's essentially the one of the ending scenes of the show. Okay. And it would have been perfect with Shazam and Black Adam with the exact same finish. Yeah. I won't say who's who. Got it. But just leave it at that, and then. Shazam is Omni Man. I'm assuming, right? The JK I'm Simmons not gonna. Guy. Okay, whatever. Sure. Butch, by the way. Wow, what an <laughs> what an incredible dude! I, I I gotta watch it. Did I tell you how I watched it? No. So I didn't know we had a Prime subscription through um, through somebody, and I I kept hearing so much about it. Everybody yeah. was just, oh my god, oh my god, and that meme kept popping up. Just look what they do to mimic a fraction of our power. <laughs> yeah. Like that was so much, and I finally said, fuck it. And I started watching it, and I hated it. Interesting. The first two episodes, I went, this is fucking bullshit. This is so slow, stupid, cartoony shit. Interesting, yeah. And then out of nowhere, literally out of nowhere, it went from this, like, I'm a kid, to Jesus Christ, I didn't know you could show that in an animated series. <laughs> okay. I didn't know this was okay to show Interesting. and say and do. Holy shit. So they did some setup, some foundation laying, and then they just pull the rug out from under you. It's gone. Okay. It's gone. They it. they removed it with a nuke. It's <laughs> fucking gone. It, it serious and then from that moment on, I was just I was more in shock. Interesting. About the show. Wow. More so than it's so amazing. The writing of it. No, it was more just, just I was in believe so it was in, happening. <laughs> I was so in shock of what I was watching. I just went, there's no way. They like keep this up, right? They have, they can't keep doing that. They can't keep showing this. <laughs> like it gets worse and worse, and it gets worse, and it gets like more. <laughs> it gets darker and more intense. And I was just like, I thought this was like a kids show. Oh my god! Could you imagine? Oh my the parents who just let their kids go watch it in your room. <laughs> oh, it's bad. Oh, it's so bad. And then it turned. And then it gets so heavy. It gets so emotionally heavy. Yeah. And then the final half. The final three episodes, it's so emotionally heavy. I was just thinking, holy shit, this is only like eight episodes long or something. I yeah. cannot believe the roller coaster of eight wow. episodes. Oh my god, I can't cool. wait for the next season. Yeah, and and it's a show that like theoretically could be going for a long time because it's written by Richard Kirkman, yes. who did The Walking Dead. Yes, um, and there's almost as many issues of it as The Walking Dead. It's a fucking long comic series. It could go for a long time, yeah. and it is, it is so well done in the sense that they they don't pull any punches about anything. Yeah, wow. Like no pun intended. Yeah, they 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 pull no punches, <laughs> which is also similar in The Walking Dead. Like that's kind of what The Walking Dead was. Is I was so into The Walking Dead comic books back in the day. Um, like those came out when I was in like early late high school, early college. And I would like read every time one of the issues came out. Like I would go to the comic book store. It's like the only comic I was into like that. And I would like read it every week. It was so fucking good. And it was just like, like jaw drop moment after jaw drop moment. Like, I can't believe they're doing this. Like very game of Thrones, very invincible, very like, holy shit. Like, it's, it's literally that, that reaction is what I had to 80% of invincible. Yeah. The first episode I legit was, was like thinking, can I just skip this episode? Yeah. It's this boring <laughs> and monotonous and slow, but it's, it's, 
it but to your point it lays a foundation in a very slow manner but yeah. then it gives you just a idea of the foundation and then it just fucking comes out of nowhere yeah and just hits you with everything interesting and then it just ramps it up yeah until the very 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 literally the final three minutes yeah. is the only time it stops interesting <laughs> and wow. it's just okay Woo. <laughs> Woo. we went through a lot in a few episodes holy shit wow holy shit um i gotta watch this it's it's really really good i mean and you know me i don't talk about shows ever yeah right i went from it was watch i was watching on an ipad throughout the day at work just like whatever pause it it's not that interesting yeah and then all of a sudden like episode three happened and i just went oh shit what and then it was just i was glued to it and i yeah. was just i just i killed it i think in in a week yeah the whole thing That's and cool. you know you also know me i don't do that yeah so <laughs> yeah, you it, don't binge no, especially shows. Yeah. So it was incredible. That's really cool. The Boys. Have you seen The Boys on Amazon? I've seen clips and I've seen some scenes and it looks it looks fun, but I also, I don't know. I, I feel like it's it's the anti to be the anti. Kind in a way. of. Kind of. Right. It's it's what if superheroes were run by a corporation and they were all douchebags <laughs> like they're all so capitalism <laughs> yeah it's yeah what if capitalism but with no limits <laughs> but um yeah like the spoilers i guess for the nah, i'm not gonna spoil it but i'm not gonna watch the boys you well i don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it but i'm, I'm quite enjoying it so far i'm uh on the last episode of season one i know like three seasons are out so i'm catching up and i'm probably way behind but it starts off with you like get to know these superheroes and you're like, oh, cool, they're superheroes. And you get to see them do some cool stuff. And then it's mostly following uh, or it, it actually just starts following the story of just this guy, this normal guy with his girlfriend. And then they're just hanging out, having a normal time. And then randomly something horrible happens to them um and it's because of one of these superheroes and it's very confusing and you're like what the fuck just happened and it was like an accident or whatever but then he gets really pissed off and he like tries to investigate like what the how did this happen how is nobody being held responsible for this and he meets up with carl urban who i fucking love um aomir from uh, yeah i know uh, lord of the rings uh judge dread he was also an mcu huh Oh yeah, he was um, scroll the guy, the bald guy. Yep, from uh, from Ragnarok. <laughs> yes. Fuck, what's his name? Yes. Anyway, um, anyways, but he is like quote unquote an FBI agent who's like trying to investigate this team of superheroes. And he's like, oh, they're all douchebags. I hate all of them. But then you find out that he like wants to kill all of them. <laughs> so like, it's this like normal dude teaming up with this like douchebag doesn't play by the rules fbi agent and they're trying to like stop all the superheroes and then you learn more about the superheroes and their big corporate world that they live in and it's all fucked up top to bottom like everyone's worse than the other no it's corporate um but then they all have like pretty traumatic backstories where you could like kind of see where their horrible horrible traits came from but um it's extremely gritty not just like visually and like graphic and violent and things like that but it's like gritty in the story that it tells like no episode makes me feel good <laughs> like it's just oh this is a terrible world filled with terrible people invincible isn't that yeah thankfully it's not it doesn't give you that feeling it gives you a i never thought this is what the story was going and i didn't think they would show that interesting 
Gotcha. Like, let's put it this way. Actually, I won't even say that. I won't say it. <laughs> Do you even have the ability to watch it? Because it's Amazon Prime. Yeah, that's where the boys is. Oh, that's where I'm so, watching the boys. so you can watch Invincible. Yeah. It's not long. You could finish it literally in two days. Yeah. At 30 minute episodes? Or At max. Yeah. I'm okay. pretty sure. Eight it's, episodes? Yeah, it's not long. Cool. And it's also, again, just... You should watch it with your girlfriend. Or, I'm sorry, your fiancé. Yes, thank you. should watch it with your fiancé. Yeah, maybe. I I think... I will say this. The one strong thing... I can't believe how good J.K. Simmons is in this. Oh, yeah. He steals the fucking show. Yeah. Of... Like, I put him... After watching that show, I put him up there with all the other top level... Like, Bane, Mm. Thanos. Like, that level of performance. Yeah. Of just... Just the voice. Yeah, exactly. It's just that voice. What he's able to convey with his voice. Yes. And just the intensity of his voice. And it's just, yeah. whoa, whoa, <laughs> just holy shit, whoa. Have we talked about Whiplash? Have you seen Whiplash? Yes, we talked about Whiplash. Fuck, yeah. Have you seen it? Yes. It's so fucking good. Like, that's him as a villain right there. <laughs> just unbelievable. Well, he he's not, he's not, I wouldn't say he's a villain. In Whiplash? No, no, in, in, um... Oh, and Invincible. Okay, interesting. I wouldn't say he's a villain. Interesting. Okay, he's a gray character. Yes. Like not not totally good, not totally bad, but somewhere in somewhere in the middle of that spectrum. There's a lot that goes on in this show. Interesting. Okay. As gotcha, far gotcha. as far as just it's the whole show is not as simple as black and white. Okay. And there's that's, layers. There's. There's layers and there's, but there's layers not in storytelling. There's layers in the sense of a child and an adult's perspective on the world. And that's kind of the crux of the whole season. Interesting. It's just trying to understand and view the world through the lens of somebody who's younger versus somebody who's older. Got it. And that's the, that's the coolest part about the show. Young and naive and optimistic versus old and grizzled and pessimistic. Yes. Okay. It's, It's literally that kind of head to head of just no but like i believe and it's just like but why do you believe just man? no like, there's yeah there can't be and it's like but you can't go through life thinking that like it's like this really cool back that's and cool. forth of forcing you that's why i said like he's not really a bad guy <laughs> it like, makes you think as the viewer of like who's right who's wrong yeah it's just who's who's got who's the right view interesting right and that's the thing it's like who who do you side with yeah who do you cool. agree with yeah, who no is watching. right and wrong because they're both right yeah so it's it's a great yeah. show it's a great show uh i wanted to end my last point on black adam yes and it just says what does this mean going forward and i think you know what i'm talking about Spoil. this is the spoilers for black adam if you have any interest in going to see black adam this is the spoiler that I had no fucking idea about going into this movie. Well, I want to hear your experience about this. This is the last thing we're talking about. So if you're done listening and you don't want big spoilers, th- but goodbye. goodbye. See you next, See you next week. week. Fucking Superman shows up at the end of it. <laughs> Henry Cavill retired from DC. Superman shows up. And I get the sense that he's fucking back, baby. I think he's back. Yeah. He put out a video yeah on twitter oh yeah yeah i saw an interview with him yeah. of like he's just so excited he's to like, hi everybody it feels like being back home he said yeah so like he was like well because i remember in his twitter video that he posted it was <laughs> it's funny he was hi so uh, uh with the release of black adam um i feel like a lot of people uh now know uh what's happening <laughs> And I just want to say I'm really excited because uh, a lot of you seem to really have missed uh, my portrayal of Superman. And I did. 
I had a lot of fun playing Superman, and I'm excited to say that I agreed to come back. So I hope you all enjoy, and um, I'll see you in the movie theaters. Like, it was a really so nice, hype. like, so happy on his porch. Like, yeah, his, oh, like, he's at, such at, like, a good dude. At like a picnic table in his backyard, he was yeah. just he's like the phone on the table, just like hi. Like, <laughs> it was a very nice video. But um, what do I think it means? I think it. Did you know about that? No. Going in? Okay. No. Cool. No. So, like, when he shows up and he was like, uh, a fucking Suicide Squad lady randomly sends a video drone, uh, convenient, um, to say, like, hey, you gotta stay there or you're gonna, you're gonna get it. And he's like, there's no, there's no, <laughs> I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter what she said. Because <laughs> you stay in your city, Buster Brown, or we're gonna send the dogs after you. And he's like, there's no one on earth who can, who can stop me. Convenient wording. And then and she comes back with a oh, oh, oh you've activated my trap card uh where there's people from not on earth that can stop you and he's like okay br- bring them on let's get here's the post credit scene show me who you got and then fucking superman shows up and it was like all this stupid conversation that happened before that was blown away because i was like oh my god superman <laughs> i genuinely was like not expecting like any of the justice league characters to ever show up again um and fucking superman shows up again it's like, what does that mean? Where are they going? There's a Shazam 2 coming out. There is. That's, I mean, the trailer was in the movie. Yeah. So that's happening. Yep. So we have another Shazam movie. We have Superman Returned. Superman's back. We have a Black Adam. Yep. We have a Hawkman. Yep. We have Adam Smasher. Yeah, I guess. Like, we have Cyclone. We have Cyclone. We have some of the Suicide Squad left, although I'd, I think they'll keep separate. I don't think there's going to be a crossover there. Bringing the R-rated stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't right. think so. I, I don't know. I don't think they fight each other. Yeah, I, I don't think know. Shazam and Black Adam are going to meet. You think they're going to... Shazam and... Yeah, they should. Because that's the hero and villain. Yeah. It's like if we had a couple Spider-Man movies, and then we had a Green Goblin movie. And, <laughs> and Green Goblin just fucking did his own shit, and Spider-Man never showed up. And then that's it. And it's like, what the fuck? Where's, why? When are they going to meet? Um, which, I don't know. We'll see. Sony is making a Craven the Hunter movie, who is a Spider-Man villain, so they might do exactly that. Um, I, I think I think it's this was the Black Adams in the universe now, in yeah. the DC universe. We can do what we want with the story. And yeah. I think it's going to be... Do you think they'll do the thing that they teased in Zack Snyder's Justice League? Of like Superman's fucking hat. Basically, the story I just laid out for Black Adam, the injustice um, story is basically Superman's done. He's giving up his rules. He kills people now. He's the king of the world. I don't think they're doing that. And that everybody has to like live in fear or whatever. And I think in they hinted in Zack Snyder's Justice League that he's like working for Brainiac or something like that Um, because there's a bunch of aliens or something all around and everybody has to live in fear. They brought back Jared Leto as the Joker to like film a scene for that. So like, I don't know, maybe it's just he did him a favor to film a post credit scene. No, I think that was the post credit scene. I think what's going to happen is going to be, I think at the end of Shazam 2, there's a Black Adam post credit scene. I can see that. Maybe not face to face, but there's some type of hint. Yeah. Of something with that. Of a hint of where the story is going to go with them. Yes. And then maybe they they have a Black Adam 2, which is maybe a little bit like a civil war it's not really a black adam movie it's more of a black adam shazam movie yeah i don't know where superman fits in 
Yeah. But if Henry Cavill left The Witcher and he's committed to Superman. Yeah. It's got to be more than one movie. Yeah, probably. Like, you don't just get Henry Cavill back for one movie. Like, there's a contract there. It's like a 10-year deal or five-movie so, like, deal what's or something. Doing? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, they could just do Superman 2, start there. <laughs> so, like, or Man of Steel 2 or but, something. But, like, what, when do you put that into the timeline? You already have fucking Justice League out. I don't think they care much. <laughs> Dude, also, how good was Man of Steel? Like, have you gone back and seen scenes of Man of Steel? I went back and watched the original announcement trailer for it and get goosebumps every goddamn Dude, time. Dude, <laughs> that movie was fucking good. And you know why? Fucking Hans Zimmer. <laughs> fucking Hans Zimmer. Jesus yeah. Christ. Because here's the thing. You have a Batman. Yeah. You have the Batman. They already have talks about the next Batman movie. Yeah. Right? Especially with uh, with, with Joker. Yeah. Uh, you then have, which is the new Joker. Yeah. You ha- already had a Justice League. Technically, you had two. You had an Aquaman. You have a Shazam. You have a Black Aquaman Adam. Two. You have Aquaman 2. Yeah. Right? So they're quickly expanding into this. They're mm-hmm. not taking it slow. My problem is they don't have cohesion with each other. Yeah, exactly. So. But. They had a Batman versus Superman. I th- I don't know if you know this. Did you see what um, uh, James Gunn? His news recently. So he has uh, the Guardians holiday special coming soon. Then he has Guardians 3 coming soon. And then do you know what his plans are after that? No. He was hired by DC to be the Kevin Feige of DC. He is running the ship for DC after Guardians 3. So When does Guardians 3 come out next year? Next holiday, yeah. So a year from... A year from like now-ish. So he is... Is Is that too late? I mean, to bring him in, to bring, I guess, never too late. (laughs) 10 years ago would have been nice. Right. Apparently, Black Adam was on, was, was being discussed for 15 years. Yeah. (laughs) It's been around for a long fucking time. So it's, yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, it's both always too late and never too late. Suicide squads. Yep. And a rebooted one that James Gunn made. And I think they saw that and they're like, okay, you know what you're doing. (laughs) Like, you know what can work in this universe. And then I think, I think maybe Henry Cavill coming back may have had something to do with James Gunn coming on board. Uh, may, I think James Gunn may have had a hand in that, whether it's like, hey, Henry Cavill, do you want to come back? We got James Gunn basically being our Kevin Feige. Maybe that thing that you've complained about behind closed doors of like, this place doesn't have a direction. We hired a guy to give us direction. Maybe there was something like that. Or maybe it was James Gunn is like, hey, I really want to come back to you. Here's my master plan. I need Henry Cavill back. <laughs> 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 and maybe they're like, "Hey, here's a bill. Here's one billion dollars to come here's back." Here's the checkbook. Be, yeah, it's, it's empty. Be, Go get them. Yeah, here's a checkbook and here's a pen. <laughs> um, something like that. But yeah, James Gunn uh, is is gonna be the like I forget what they called it, but like head creative story lead. Yeah, two Wonder Woman movies. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> no, so but I'm just saying we we have twelve somewhat recent DC movies. Yeah. Like these aren't way back from the early 2000s. The, these are the all pretty The whole thing recent. is the, they want to get butts in seats. They want to sell tickets. So they t- technically, and the the, story, the movies back it up. You don't need to have that level of cohesion to get pretty stellar ticket sales. Like the Batman and Joker and stuff like that did their own fucking thing. And like the Suicide Squad, they did their own thing. And they did very well at the box office. I would argue 
that DC is, has a more cultural establishment historically than Marvel ever did. Superman, Batman. Yeah. Superman, Batman, Wonder yeah, Woman. 100%. The Joker, the Riddler, yep. Two-Face, the Penguin. Yeah. Like it, his, historically in culture. Yeah. I feel like DC's always had the root, the hands in, in, in more so than Marvel. Yeah. Recently, obviously, Marvel's fucking huge. But yeah. I think it's always been DC's game. Yeah. They just didn't have the large scale vision that you could do something with this. Yeah. Until the MCU came along and said, oh, you could do like a 20 year fucking <laughs> franchise <laughs> arc. Yeah. But I think that's something that the MCU did. Like, I think the MCU is more prevalent than DC. But yes. then, <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're right. DC, you're right. Historically, historically, like the world, the IP of DC, yes. the franchise as a whole yeah i mean you have batman and superman have been huge for since the 60s yeah and marvel had spider-man <laughs> like they had the hulk in the 70s kind of and like not really a whole lot else and then spider-man's fucking huge like to me it comes down to like spider-man and batman are like the two big juggernauts for both of them and then dc also has one or two other juggernauts in superman and wonder woman uh, and they're just absolute classics. Yeah. And then Marvel never really had that, but they kind of built it like Kevin Feige did that for them. Like, yeah. The reason Marvel is what it is today is because of that master plan that honestly just happened to work. Like they struck gold is what it seems like. Like they found something that happened to work where DC has been struggling and waffling and I still, everything I, I, has I, been written by a boardroom. I still wonder if that was Kevin Feige in a room with a whiteboard. Just going, all right, just hear me out. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> it's going to sound crazy. But for the next 10 years, I have a plan. <laughs> I, just, do we know that that's it, like it was that fleshed out like pre-Iron Man 1? I think he was the executive producer. He's like, I want to start something. I want a different vibe. This is the vibe I'm going for. And maybe just post-credit scene. Like, let's hint that there's a bigger world. And if we like this, there's going to be a through line. And we might, we are going to do some, like, crossovers. Because that was really, like, the first, like, huge mention of crossovers in movies post -credit like that. post-credit scenes. Uh, post-credit scenes have been around since, like, Ferris Bueller had a post-credit scene and stuff like that. But a post-credit scene... To be a marketing pitch. To continue the story. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be like a teaser and like yeah, a, a teaser invitation back. Yeah. yeah. And then other thing. And then the post credit scenes started to like link to each other. And there was like a common through line. And then it was building. They announced it was building towards There's this these stones. big climactic yeah. thing. And then it was, holy shit, it's even bigger. Yeah. It's going to keep going. Um, and we're only a third of the way there. Like that was, someone described it as... Oh my god! I watched this really great YouTube, like quote unquote documentary, or whatever. Where someone said that Kevin Feige is like we were just talking about Moneyball in the garage. Yeah. Um, like the way For Moneyball, hockey. this guy came in and uh, like started doing a different thing. He wanted to play a numbers game, and it was all about getting um, uh, like players on base. Like all we need is players on base, and eventually someone will score a home run, and we'll have so many players on base that that is how we're going to score points, and that's how we're going to win. So it's all about players on base. We're just going to get the team that gets the most players on base. That is the only thing that matters. And Kevin Feige's whole thing was the movies 
are going to be like good, not great, but get players on base. Like we're going to do Iron Man, Iron Man yes. 2, Captain America, Thor, players on base. And then here comes Avengers with the home run. And then the home run, incredible, huge box office smash. Phase 2, players on base, Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man 3, Thor 2, players on base, Avengers 2, boom, home run. <laughs> and I, then I, it leads to Infinity War and in, in, uh, Endgame, which is the grand slam of like, it's all building towards this. Yeah. It's like this pyramid of like, the more you invest and like, you have to go see all of them because you now know from Avengers 1 that there are references in that movie that you missed because you didn't see Thor. You only saw Iron Man and Captain America, but you didn't have an interest in Thor. But now you're missing a lot of the backstory with this. So if you want to get caught up before Avengers 2, the next big one, you've yep. got to watch all the movies along the way. And now you know it's building to this huge thing. So you got to watch all 19 of them in order to understand that movie to its fullest. And they did, and it paid off. And Endgame, there is a reference to every single MCU movie that you would not get if you didn't see those movies uh so i think that's their thing and i think that might be what dc is missing that hopefully james gunn i mean maybe he's bringing that in but i think james gunn is just going to bring his soul into it like what he did with guardians and what he did with the suicide squad he's gonna like inject that into it i'm gonna be honest i'm very excited to see and we can end it after this because we're going along um i'm very excited to see how they handle superman because i'm here to tell you I think I might do this to you. I might find the final dialogue scene between Cyborg and Superman <laughs> in the first cut. Do this to me. <laughs> it's horrible. And to take that and then to take Superman from Man of Steel, which was such a serious, emotional, somber movie. Yeah. That did such a good job of portraying that Superman. And then yeah. you put him in this punchline <laughs> fucking Joss Whedon uh, schlockfest. <laughs> Man, I'm I could use a steak now or something, like whatever the <laughs> fuck he, they say. This stupid fucking Yeah. That shit. Terrible. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll, see. well we didn't get to talk about She Hulk. We'll talk about all the things next time. We're back. I guess. We had to take a break for uh for Black Adam. Very we, important. Uh with all that being said, was it worth going to see or no? I guess so. It was fun. I like going to the movies. It was a it was a fun, fine movie. It wasn't great. That fucking kid. <laughs> fucking kid. I'm not a villain. <laughs> no, that's, that's fucking... what, No, I know. You hate the kid. I hate that Black Adam kept saying that he, he wasn't a hero. Oh, my God. Anyway. Anyways. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. First, we dance. What comes to your mind? Dance or feast? When I say first, but we. first, we. Uh, neither of those, I don't think. Were those the only two options? Yes. First, we. I, I think know. feast. I guess so, because of the YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. But I like first, we dance more. But first, we dance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.